Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're just two behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior. Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. If this is your first time with us, we are behavior analysts who want to share what we know about behavior analysis to help you change your imperfect behaviors. On this episode, I think we're discussing something that people in the field will constantly feel, I don't want to say irritated by, that's a strong word, but people will feel just like the need to explain and clarify over and over and over again positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. And I think as we were discussing before recording, you know, just to make sure that we had our definitions right, it really is confusing. You know, I was saying that I tried to explain this to my husband and it probably took like 10 minutes just for me to explain it. And I don't even know if I explained it that well. What do you think? It is very confusing for sure. I explain this to my students all the time and I used to have to explain it to when I supervised my supervisees all the time. So it is definitely a hard concept, but it's a good one Mm -hmm. to grasp. But I usually start with just kind of the definition of what reinforcement is. And that is just that behavior is going to increase in the future because of the reinforcement you provided. And that's how you know something's being reinforcing is does that behavior increase? Because sometimes we think we're doing something that's reinforcing and it's not. So for example, we've talked about this. I don't like hugs, but for most people, (laughs) hugs would be reinforcing. And so whatever you did to get that hug, most people would do that behavior again to get that hug. So that would be that positive reinforcement. But for me, if you were to track that on me, you would probably start seeing, okay, well, whatever I did to get that hug in the first place, I'm probably going to stop doing that behavior. And that behavior is going to start decreasing because it's not reinforcing to me. So going back to it still, depending on the person, if something's reinforcing or not. So with reinforcement specifically, we're looking at behaviors increasing always with reinforcement. Right. So it goes back to what we call the ABC model, the antecedent behavior and the consequence. That action, the behavior that you are exhibiting is in the middle and you had something that came before it and then the consequence comes after it. And that's what we're talking about with the reinforcement is what comes after the behavior that will increase the likelihood that it happens again. So when we break down the two different types, we still have to remember that whether it's positive or negative, it just means that the behavior is going to increase in the future if, if it's actually doing its job. So positive reinforcement I think of just literally the plus and the minus sign, kind of like mathematics. So plus positive means that you are adding something preferred that will increase the likelihood that the behavior will happen again in the future. For example, when I go to work, that's my behavior. And then the addition of something preferred like money increases the likelihood that I'll go to work again in the future. Yeah, until that money disappears. (laughs) (laughs) Until until quarantine happens. Right. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good example in positive reinforcement. I think too of I'm still potty training. <laughs> We're still not a hundred percent on that, but we use candy because my little one loves to eat and she's super highly motivated by candy. So she is so motivated by it that she tricks us and she's learned, oh, if I say I need to go potty and I go into the room, I'll get candy. So that's definitely been reinforcing that behavior. We're seeing an increase in her going to the restroom because we're adding to her environment that candy piece. So that candy is showing that it's reinforcing to her because that behavior is going up. She's constantly telling us she needs to go to the bathroom where in the beginning she really wasn't because she didn't know anything about body training. She, the candy wasn't there. But once we started adding the candy, that proved that it was reinforcing to her because we could see that that behavior was going up. That's another thing too, when we look at reinforcement, like I said, all reinforcement depends on the person if it's reinforcing to them. But we really don't know if it's reinforcing until we take some data on it and we continue to look at it over time. So I could have given her the candy and then I would assume it's reinforcing to her, but until I looked at it after a couple of days, I wouldn't know that that candy was actually reinforcing. That's a really, really good point. You, I know you've mentioned before of whenever like you have to consider what's important to that person, but you're not actually going to know if it was working and if it was actually reinforcement until a couple days pass and you notice that the behavior goes up or down. So if Melissa did a really nice thing and she came over and brought me dinner and then I invited the whole family to hug her, she would never bring me dinner again. Pretty much. <laughs> and I would think, oh, like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I could be really appreciative and think that I'm going to show my appreciation and she'll do it again. But I've actually punished her by giving her something that she didn't feel was preferred. So, you know, digressing on that. But going back to the reinforcement piece, we've talked about positive reinforcement. Negative reinforcement. I think this is the more confusing one. So I'm going to try and choose my words carefully. Negative reinforcement, still that reinforcement component. So it makes the behavior go up in the future. But with the negative, going back to my minus sign for visual, taking something away. So something aversive will be taken away, increasing the likelihood that the action before it that caused it to go away will happen again in the future. One of my really bad habits that I've had lately is when I come home, the dogs, well, one of the dogs is barking incessantly. And I have a really hard time with those monotone repeated sounds. It just makes my skin crawl. So when he's barking, which I find really aversive, I give him a treat and the barking stops. So something aversive was taken away, which increases the future likelihood that I will keep giving him treats. Yeah, so that's a good that's example. Clear. Um, another one is, for example, like if I have a headache, I want that headache to go away. So what behavior is going to increase is me going to the medicine cabinet and getting medicine because that's going to take away, that's that negative piece, that negative aversive feeling, the headache is going to go away. But my behavior in the future is going to keep increasing. So in the future, next time I have a headache, I'm going to go and get medicine to make it go away. So that's where that negative piece is, that aversive sound, feeling, <laughs> whatever it is, is going to be taken away because of the behavior that was increased. 
Um, so that's the way I like to look at it is that we're still always looking at behavior increasing because it's reinforcement, but are we adding something into, to that environment or are we taking something away? And that's where it gets confusing for sure. But I think we equally do these throughout the day. I would bet that we do a lot more negative reinforcement <laughs> for ourselves and we don't even realize um, than we do positive reinforcement. I do a lot of, you're driving me nuts right now, go get on your tablet. <laughs> you know, that's more negative reinforcing for me because I need my kids to like, give me a moment. Right. Um, I think with the positive reinforcement, sometimes the natural consequences just aren't strong enough. And that's why you need to add a little extra for positive reinforcement. With a throwback to my walking routine, which BTW is going extraordinarily well. I am on track. <laughs> I owe you one. I owe you. If you remember from a few episodes ago, I was talking about increasing the frequency of walking every week. And the positive reinforcement that I was going to give myself, so adding something preferred, which will increase hopefully the behavior of walking in the future. So the natural consequence of walking would be something like feeling healthy, getting some fresh air, but that is apparently not powerful enough for me to keep walking. So I had to add something contrived. So I promised Melissa a wine night um, via like FaceTime. And so with negative reinforcement, something for me, the natural consequences like the dog's stops barking, the kids give you peace and quiet and go out of the room for five minutes, that's a little more potent. That's just my own general observation. I think of how I've seen my behavior flow and why I think I'm driven more by the negative reinforcement than the positive reinforcement. Yeah, because it's, but it's also just that it's taking something aversive away. So mm -hmm. it's that much easier because we don't like aversive things. <laughs> we want them to go away. So anything that's going to cause that to go away is definitely going to increase behavior. But, but like if another can... example would be like, oh my, I like to kind of flip it from us doing the behavior, but I nag at my kids all day long to do their laundry. So eventually <laughs> they're going to want to stop me from nagging. So they're going to do their laundry. Uh, so that would be like another example for them where they're going to increase that laundry behavior to get that aversive of me <laughs> nagging them to go away. I was just going to say if we can, you know, like push over our nerd glasses and quote some research for just a second, positive reinforcement always works best. And I think as behavior analysts, we know that and we know that's what we should be doing. And in work, we, you know, I feel like sometimes it's just a lot easier for me to do that with my kids at work. But then when I get home with myself and my own family and my friends and personal relationships, it's just like, I don't know, goes out the window. <laughs> just yeah. Negative reinforcement takes over. Yeah, I've been really trying to focus the last few days in just praising the behavior I want to see. So when my kid is being calm or walking down the hallway without screaming or clapping his hands or whatever other thing he does, I've been really trying to, hey, I really like how you walked down the hallway. That was perfect. Nice job. Or, hey, great job. You cleaned up after yourself. I really appreciate that you didn't leave 
all your mess for me to clean up. I'm really just trying to focus on that positive praise because it really is important to praise them and hopefully that will increase their behavior down the road. But also it's good for their self-esteem. They need to hear more of this is what you're doing well. Thank you for doing that. But even just kids, but even employees need to hear that. Your friends need to hear that. I know my friend did an awesome thing on Facebook today that I just happened to see that was live. And I was like, I just sent her a little quick text saying, Hey, that was really awesome. Like, I'm really glad you were able to do that. You know, so reach out to your friends, see where, see where you can positively <laughs> reinforce people this week it, or your employees just sending quick text messages. I know we're not really seeing people right now, but just catching up with people, telling them, Hey, you're still, you're still alive in all this mess. So keep it up. Do, <laughs> do what you're doing because yeah. it is not been easy going into what week five of this now I think yeah that catch them being good yes. I know like when you follow the rules and you know it's an expectation and you're trying so hard to kind of focus on being alive in all of this and somebody just kind of catches you being good and catches you off guard with like you're saying some sort of positive reinforcement whether that's a praise but again remember the person that you are delivering this to and make sure it's something that they prefer a compliment or a praise or you know just like a show of appreciation a gift whatever it is yeah yeah I actually probably should sneak out some of my Easter candy that I've been hoarding so when I'm catching my middle one doing what he's supposed to be doing he really loves candy treats Mm-hmm. So I should really try to mark some of those behaviors I'm seeing with the candy because I think that will actually reinforce and increase that behavior a lot more, knowing that there could be candy coming his way. Oh, yeah. My older one, he can wait for things longer. So if I can order him a book that he wants or a toy that he wants or something, I could reinforce his behavior by going, hey, you've been really great this week. Like, be nice to your brother, helping around the house. So here's something that I know he likes because he likes bigger items and he'll wait for them where the other two are still on that kind of immediate reinforcement. Yeah, definitely. I know one thing that's really been working in our house that, um, again, with like catching them being good, uh, we've had problems in the past of denying them of something and it's just like, blah, 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 why, why? You always say no, but there was just like one time that it happened so perfectly and that was all that it took to kind of get that momentum going was, you know, we said no, not right now to something. And my middle child as well was just kind of like, okay. And I remember me and my husband like looked at each other and I was just like, you know, you handled that really well. Like you took that no so well, I changed my mind. You can actually have it. And since then he's been accepting no a lot more easily or not right now or working on waiting. So just kind of like get out of your head, catch them being good in the little things. That's my daily mantra to myself. It's just like, get out of your head. (laughs) Write it on every wall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm really trying to refocus myself. I had a great spring break, very low demands across the board for everyone. And I didn't travel because typically I'm on the go constantly. This has been really hard for me because I just feel like I'm wasting travel time really, to be honest with everyone. But we were forced to kind of stay at home, even though I like tried every way to see how I could go somewhere and it just wasn't going to happen with still maintaining social distancing but I needed to get out of my my zone but it didn't happen so we were kind of forced ourselves to stay home for the week which was honestly really great because 
I did get to do a lot of nothing and I really needed to do a lot of nothing. So I'm hoping going forward, I can be less stressed. I can start to say yes more often to the kids instead of saying no all the time because that's just what always comes out. Even if it's not even that big of a deal, I'm still like, no, 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 no. So I definitely need to say more yeses and catch them being good so that I can positively reinforce them and get rid of some of that negative reinforcement that I do on my side. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. We look forward every week to being able to talk and teach you guys more about behavior. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Imperfect Behavior, and we'll be back next week. It's going to be a good one. See you later. Bye.